Hey everyone, Justin's nephew Jackson wants to tell you where to go if you want to support the show. Yeah. Pay, Pay. Jury. Daily. Dot com. Nailed it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Justin Robert Young Daily Program. This one's going to be a little bit of a quick one. We're going to wrap it up quick. Want to know why? Because I am going, for the first time ever, to the Chase Center, I believe is what it's called, the brand new arena in San Francisco, California, to go see Monday Night Raw. It's going to be the first time that the WWE has run this new building. Just opened uh, two weeks ago with a Metallica concert. And uh, now, the wrestling. Should be a really fun time. A lot of exciting things happening in wrestling. One of my favorite performers of all time, at least the modern era. But he's up there. Someone I've always loved by the name of Bray Wyatt. I'm explain. I'm gonna do a little wrestling explanation. I don't do a wrestling podcast no more. So let me explain wrestling to normies. It's this man by the name of Bray Wyatt. In a former life, he used to be a redneck. In his former life, he used to be a cult leader. But now, it's one of the most fascinating things on television. And I would entice you if you don't care about wrestling, just Google Firefly Funhouse. Because Bray Wyatt's new character is somebody that uh, uh, lives in two worlds. In one world, he is the amiable, if creepy, host of a children's television program called the Firefly Funhouse, wherein he's got funny little animal pals that uh, uh, will do, uh, you know, have their own little characters. There's like a a fat pig. There's a buzzard. There's a creepy soulless doll. But it's it's genuinely weird and funny. Like it's not wrestling weird and funny. It's genuinely weird and funny. I gotta say. But that's only one half. Because the other half of the man's personality is devious. The other half is the fiend. And... There was a lot of discussion amongst wrestling fans because he had a great character before. The cult leader character that he used to have was iconic. The problem was they just never let him win. He would always be a guy that uh, got very close and then lost. He lived to lose. And he really only had one run where he was kind of a good guy, which was sort of the natural path that I think the audience wanted him to take. And it kind of came and went, and that was that. Then he, you know, got divorced, and he got injured, and he got remarried, and he had a baby. So he's been off screen for a lot of times, and they had the opportunity to redo his character. And so 
The Fiend is his alter ego that lives in the ring. You very rarely, I don't think we have ever seen the Bray Wyatt from the Firefly Funhouse in the ring. The only person you see in the ring is The Fiend. And The Fiend is an interesting wrinkle because Bray Wyatt is naturally very good at two things. I mean, aside from his wrestling. His wrestling's very good. But what makes him unique, a lot of good wrestlers that don't have these two things that Bray Wyatt has, which is great facial features. You know when he's panicked. You know when he's uh, uh, overconfident. You know, he, he used to tell these great little visual stories, which you have to if you're a cult leader. They put a mask on him. And it's a creepy, weird mask. The second is the fact that he can talk. Even when he was in the ring, even when he was cutting promos in the ring, he would talk, you know, so much so they leaned on him too much and just said, like, hey, we have no idea where you're going, but just talk about some random stuff. And he would, and it would be good enough, but it eventually lost its meaning when he would never win. Now he never talks as the fiend. And in fact, they took his most distinctive element of his character, which is his laugh. The laugh is still a part of it. But now when he's the fiend, the only time that they play the laugh is on what is an obvious loop. Like one of those, like you hear it six times in a row. So you know that it's recorded. It's kind of awesome. I kind of really like it. And I'm going to get to see it tonight. Let's talk a little tech here. TiVo has confirmed that customers will soon see ads before DVR recordings. Uh, it looks like uh, uh, here is here's what's going to happen. Eligible retail devices uh, running the TiVo Experience 4, the latest software version, you can expect to start seeing inserted commercials before DVR shows or a movie starts playing. It's also possible that TiVo will extend these ads to products or uh, uh, the other version of the OS. Devo's defense of this decision, which many customers are upset about, is their ability to skip the ad as soon as it starts up. We decided to, an, uh, to innovate that helps our customers stay in control of how, when, and what they watch. Advertising is an important part of any media business, and Devo is investing in new advertising experiences. We've also designed our new DVR advertising units with the ability to skip ads anytime a customer hits skip. This is part of our ongoing commitment to bring our users the best media discovery experience possible. Um, this is a eulogy for TiVo that I'm going to deliver right now because we saw its entire life cycle from the moment where it was, it was the algorithm before the algorithm beyond just being a, a dead DVR. It was DVRing things you did not know you wanted to watch before you watched it. And boy, was it praised for it. Uh, we all remember uh, if you haven't listened to uh, Patton Oswald's routine about the early days of TiVo, wherein you uh, uh, you know, he watches one cowboy movie, and next thing you know, he's got four hours of a documentary about horses. And you're like, no, TiVo, no, I want cowboy movies. But now, here we come. All the way to a world that is run by algorithms, and TiVo is not going to be content uh, uh, just being a hardware company. They gotta be a media company. 
They got to sell ads. God, they're going to be garbage ads, too. I can't imagine. I mean, just, wow. What a bad decision. It makes me feel old. Do you feel old listening to that TiVo news? Email me if you feel old. You can always email the show, jurydaily at gmail.com. Again, jurydaily at gmail.com. Jason writes in, I was walking out of the grocery store when I overheard one of the workers who was dealing with the buggies. He said something like, quote, I need to go to Home Depot. That's where you get the hose. Home Depot has a lot of hose. Made me laugh. Just figured I'd share. I want more of these. I love stuff like this. I love little slice of life stuff. Uh, my buddy Matt always is such a great sponge for this, uh, for these kinds of stories. I remember he was telling me once he works in downtown Cleveland and he saw a dude walking by and he had to tell me the story because it was about a pirate's hat. This guy was walking by They're They're, they're crossing each other on the street and he's like, Hey man, nice pirate's hat. Guy with the pirate's hat says nothing. Hey man, nice pirate's hat. Guy with the pirate's hat says nothing. Hey, man, I'm just saying, it's a nice pirate's hat. Guy with the pirate's hat finally passes him. So the dude who's been asking, you know, complimenting, just goes, fuck it. I wear a Michigan hat sometimes. And I don't know why. It's just something about, like, hats. <laughs> I guess that's it. It's just that amount of passion for hats. I just don't know. I don't know, man. It's just too good. I would like to thank our producers, the Gen, non-specific, rock and roll Martian, Stephen, well, James, the OG Brito, well, and Chris. You can email me, jurydaily at gmail.com, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Justin R. Young, and please join our Discord at bit.ly slash jurydiscord. I want to thank Open Bayou for getting me the jury story of the day. Until next time, this is your old pal, Justin Robert Young, say a round of applause to Mr. Wacky. And until I see you tomorrow, please don't Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>